We are at the second Sunday of Lent. Lent is still near its beginning, and it's a time of preparation, time of penance, time of repentance. It's a time of refocusing on our relationship with the Lord and striving to grow in virtue and holiness. And in this time of Lent, we might think it odd that we have a gospel passage about the transfiguration. I mean, why would we have this during this time where we're doing extra prayers, where we have our Lenten resolutions, we're trying to uh, work through them and remain faithful to them? What does this transfiguration have to do with the season of Lent, and why do we have it? It might be helpful for us to recall why Jesus had the transfiguration in the first place. Prior to this particular passage, Jesus asks the disciples, the apostles, who do people say that he is? And Peter answers on behalf of all the apostles that he is the Christ, the Son of God. And when Jesus sees that he answers with faith, that he knows the truth, he's reached the next level of belief, then he reveals to them God's plan. And the plan is that he is going to suffer and die on the cross, and on the third day be raised from the dead. Now this was very confusing and upsetting to the apostles, You might remember what happened. Peter tried to tell Jesus he was wrong, and may that never actually happen to him. And then Jesus rebukes Peter, saying he's thinking not as God does, but as men do. But Jesus knows that they're hurt and confused. At that time, a lot of the Jewish people believed that the Messiah was going to establish an earthly kingdom, a territorial kingdom, kind of like King David. In fact, the Messiah was referred to as the son of David. So they're thinking, this Messiah, Jesus Christ, he's going to throw out the Roman Empire. He's going to reestablish the Davidic kingdom and dynasty, and they'll have their position here on earth, a worldly kind of kingdom. And so when Jesus tells them that the plan is to suffer and to die and to rise on the third day, that does not make any sense to their understanding of how this is supposed to work. And so they're lost and confused. They don't know what to think about all of this. He says he's the Messiah, but he's saying that these things are going to happen that, that they didn't think the Messiah was going to do. So Jesus wants to strengthen their belief. He wants to strengthen their faith. And so he takes the top three of the twelve Peter, James, and John, to the top of Mount Tabor for the transfiguration, where his glory shines forth, such that they would see his glory and recognize that he is who he says he is, that they would be filled with his grace and be strong in the faith, that even though their faith was wavering because of what he revealed the plan was, that they would be able to persevere from this moment of strength being given to them, this moment of clarity, this moment of joy. Similarly, we have this in the season of Lent, because yes, while we've started, and we're still near the beginning, it's possible that some of us have already gotten a little uh, distracted or finding the, uh, the Lenten observance to be burdensome. 
And we need a refresher. We need to be strengthened. We need to be reminded that Jesus is who he says he is. We can also apply this to our spiritual lives in general, and not just the season of Lent. There are moments in our lives where prayer can be difficult, where God seems distant, where we're confused, and we're not sure how this is all supposed to work. But then there can also be moments in our spiritual lives, a lot like the transfiguration, moments of joy, moments of confidence, where we know God is who he says he is, we experience and encounter his presence and his love, and we can take those moments and draw strength from them in those moments where we're confused, where we're afraid, where being faithful is difficult. But this also gives us hope for our ultimate end. Jesus is showing a little bit of the glory that he has. A glory that will be revealed in its fullness in heaven. So we get a glimpse of what it'll be like to be in heaven. Seeing Jesus in his glory. But also a glimpse of what we will be like when we get to heaven. Provided we persevere in the faith. Because Jesus is the head of his mystical body, the church. And we are the members of this mystical body. And so what has happened to the head, Jesus Christ, will happen to the body, the mystical body that is the church. Each one of us, if we persevere in the faith, when we get to heaven, our bodies will be glorified. They will be like Jesus's. We hear about how light was shining from his face and his clothes became white as light. When we get to heaven, we will be similar to Jesus in that way. Our bodies will be perfected and glorified to reflect the perfection and glory of our souls, how we've been perfected in charity. And so we get a glimpse of what is to come, to draw strength to persevere in our lives of faith here on earth. Because it's not always easy to follow God. It's not always easy to remain faithful. There are many things that our Lord tells us about how we are to live that are difficult, especially when society tells us the opposite. And so we need to have moments like this, moments where we can draw strength, moments where we can be fortified in the faith so that we can persevere in it. But we also know there can be times of fear. We also know there can be times where we, we fall, where we make mistakes and commit sin. In our passage, we hear that when the disciples hear the Father say, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased, listen to him. They were very much afraid, and they hid their faces. It was believed in ancient times, if you saw the face of God, you cannot live. You would die. So hearing the voice of God, they wanted to protect their lives, and they hid their faces. But also as a sign of reverence. When God is speaking from the cloud, They know it's the Father, and to revere Him, they bow down, they prostrate themselves, recognizing they're in the presence of that which is holy. And so, there can be times for us to be afraid. There can be times where we can struggle with sin. And should we fall away, the Lord invites us back to Himself in the sacrament of reconciliation. We might want to stay in these moments of consolation, these moments of joy, these moments of confidence in the Lord when it's easy to pray. But we see in this example in our gospel passage from the Transfiguration that it doesn't last, that we can't just become stagnant. We can't plateau at these moments 
We need to continue to persevere. We need to continue to grow, continue to be perfected. And that oftentimes includes difficulty and struggle, such that we can grow in virtue, grow in confidence, grow in faith, hope, and charity. And so Jesus gets their attention and has them, he says, rise and do not be afraid. When they look, it's only Jesus. And his glory is now hidden again by his humanity. Now, why is it only Jesus now? What happened before? Moses and Elijah appeared along with Jesus. But why? Why would Moses and Elijah appear? Isn't it enough that Jesus' glory shines through his body? Why have Moses and Elijah appear and talk to Jesus? Moses and Elijah represent the law and the prophets, a summary of the Old Testament. And so by having them there, it's another way that Jesus is reinforcing that he is who he says he is. Not only by having his glory shine through his body, but by having Moses and Elijah there, Jesus is showing that he is the fulfillment of the law given by Moses, and he is the fulfillment of the prophecy given by Elijah and by all the prophets, that all of the Old Testament is leading up to him, that he is God's ultimate revelation of himself. And we know that Peter, James, and John were there too. And seeing Moses and Elijah, they would get that connection. But for all of us, having Peter, James, and John, especially John being the one who wrote the Gospel of John, We also have a summary of not just the Old Testament, but of the New as well, reminding us that all of Scripture points to Jesus and Jesus in glory and our ultimate destination of being with him forever in heaven. When God the Father spoke, revealing in another way, showing us that Jesus is who he says he is, he also says, listen to him, because that's the way that we reach this ultimate end by following the commandments, by remaining faithful, by receiving the sacraments, by being in relationship with Jesus through daily prayer, then we can be with him forever in heaven. And so the Lord gives us the transfiguration as a way of strengthening and fortifying our faith in this time of the Lenten season as we prepare for Easter, but also in our own spiritual lives, we get these moments of clarity, these moments of confidence, these moments of receiving God's love that we can draw strength from to help us through those other moments where it's difficult, where we struggle, where it's hard to pray. And so let us draw strength, even now, recalling those moments of clarity, those moments of joy, perhaps times when we were on retreat or very powerful moments, perhaps when looking upon a newborn child in your arms, Moments where God's reality and his love is clear and evident. Let us reflect upon those moments and draw draw strength from them even now as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the most Holy Eucharist.